going on guys welcome back to another episode of dynasty logics i'm here i'm bobby and over on the other side what's going on tom yep excellent so today we are going to be bringing to you our episode episode 15 can't believe we've already cruised through 15 episodes of dynasty logics brother thank you to everyone for listening and hopefully we continue entertaining a little bit it's been fantastic. Uh, you know, keep keep checking us out at Dynasty Logics on Twitter. Uh, Tom, keep keep updating, and I'm gonna keep doing my best to try to attack that as well. But also, also any any uh, any topics that people want us to talk about, any like weird off the wall questions, absolutely bring it. I had a guy today talk to me about something, and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll look into that and bring it up. I'm all in. We'll talk about anything, anytime. Bring it, right? Love it, love it. Hundred percent, and I, I, you know, I think that's where, as as we continue to grow, grow the podcast, grow as as a uh, quick question. What, yes, what what are, what are we doing on this podcast? What's this podcast about? Well, I was getting there, brother. Don't don't you worry about that. So <laughs> I was just welcoming everybody back to the show because we are two guys focused on bringing to you all things Dynasty Logics. Um, today's episode is going to be all about. Post-draft free agency, uh, waiver wire pickups, um, you know, undrafted free agents that we think that you should be able uh, to pick up, be on the lookout for, and, uh, you know, pick up free guys that can help your roster out. What do you think we should be talking about? Free draft picks. That's what you look at. Them. You just look at, okay, well, it's free guys, and, you know, don't overlook it. Right? I, I have people who tell me all the time, eh, there's nobody out there. You never get anyone good. I mean, I, I dropped one example is George Kittle, right? You can random, right? You get taxi spots, you get open roster spots. Just pick up guys. You know, you never know how depth charts shake out. You know, it's a long off season, injuries happen. You know, you never know. You get a free, you get a free guy right there, and you can continue the guys you like. You know, I know in my draft board, I still had I think ten guys left that I still liked who were available. Okay, well now I, I know what my list looks like. I'm trying to try to get at least a couple of these guys, and so yeah, I can tell you my first edition because obviously I drafted Jake Funk in the last round because you know I love the Funk, and that will happen. You will get touches, and of course my first ad drop is Jalen Camp. Love Jalen Camp, side speed, love it. Right? Do I think he sees the field this year? No, no. But they drafted him. He's got draft capital. I doubt he gets cut. With Lawrence there, maybe they get a rapport going. Yeah, that's the team. I, that's the team I will. You know, they signed what Marvin Jones, right? Older side. I think Sharks on the last years of his contract, right? Chenault they drafted Colin Johnson. Uh, again, another big guy I liked, and I talked about. And that's what that's what basically you should look at when you're looking at free agency. Like, who didn't I get in the draft that I had in my list? We'll just go get those guys, and then after that. You know, see what's out there. You can use, you know, the uh, you know the ad drop percentages for the leagues that tells you who's getting added. You can look at picking up one of these many rookie corners, right? <laughs> that that got drafted, 
go get one of those guys. You just pick and choose. I mean, I know for me, I always get guys that I like that I want in the top. They might not be the top of the list, and they weren't the top of like you know the best free agents available. But I I get guys that I liked that I talked about that I wanted that project. And the funniest part is I took him, and then I took my second receiver right afterwards, who was Kawan Baker. Right, kid gets drafted. Yeah, I know the seventh round role and small school kid. Good size, speed, metrics, excellent receiver from everything seen from a small school. He's a little bit different from camp because that team, I don't buy any of those number two receivers as being anything great. So he's got a viable chance to see the field. He, on the other hand, again, very different from camp, could get cut and not make the roster. But he also could play this year. So, again, I'm picking up guys like that, you know. Who who you got? Who's your first pickup? So, so Tom, a little bit of context for our listeners as to our style of waiver wire pickups. It's first come, first serve, and it is an absolute frenzy. So fastest fingers. That's all it is. Fast fingers. It is. It it is an adrenaline rush. It's a lot of fun. I always enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed it specifically this year. for a couple of leagues because I was uh, first to grab my guy. And that means that I absolutely got the target that I was looking for. And that number one target for me was uh, Sage Surratt and Dimitri Felton was my number two. Uh, So let me tell you why Sage Surratt and Dimitri Felton were my number one and number twos. Sage Surratt for me um, lands in a great opportunity in Detroit and I like his size. I like his speed. Uh, I like the opportunity there. Um, I like the fact that Detroit doesn't necessarily have many people to throw to. Uh, you know, the mummy returns certainly just landed there. That's it. I mean, he. I mean, he could slide in the third third spot. I mean, I could. You know, Sage could be that third receiver in that team. I mean, what, what do you got? Perry, you got Perryman, right? Williams on like one leg half the time. You know, they get Quiz, another small receiver. Yeah, right? Quiz, and then you right. have uh, the mummy on the other side. But and then, then you get Hawkinson. Yeah. Right. So yeah, absolutely. I love Sage. Love that pickup. Great. Um, my my very first pickup in one of the leagues was a linebacker. Um, that I didn't draft because Samihi Fahoko out of Dallas was supposed to be my number one priority pickup. Well, well done. A round of applause for you doing that. Nice job in the pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you very much. So I drafted him uh, in the seventh round um, in one of our drafts and let Baron Browning go to the Wolves and he didn't get picked up, so he became my priority. Uh, picked him up, and then and then Sage right after, and uh, and was very happy with my first or my last three draft picks, if you will. So you know, we're on the same page with seeing you know the same targets that are available, right? Because we both must have really liked those Detroit that wide receiver core. Because my third pickup was another Detroit wide receiver that was. I would say shop you didn't get drafted, but that was Jonathan Adams Jr. Right? On the same team, right? So one of us is going to pan out, right? One of us is going to be either Sage or Adams. One of those guys is yep. going to be on the – one of those guys getting cut. Guarantee one of them probably getting cut, right? So but again, Adams ended up getting drafted in one of the leagues yep. where you were able to pick him up in one. Sage didn't get drafted in either of the leagues, so I was rolling with quantity at that point. Um uh, but I also just like Sage a little bit more than Adams. Um, 
but that's that's a that's more preference and you know we'll just see how the how it all shakes out Yep, same mindset though right you're going to get guys in ambiguous teams right you know Dan Pulse like that Detroit right because you really don't know who I mean you know Amon Ra should win I mean you know the mummy should arise from the dead and and win the number two job at least um you know assuming Perriman stays healthy enough to stay at, at the number one position but there's ambiguity after that right Baker was very similar with that like on the Saints they don't really have, they've been trying for years to almost fill that number two spot and it doesn't really work. And, and again, you know, that's what I'm looking at when I pick up free agents um, at this time of year, I'm just trying to get any guy who has a potential in an ambiguous spot or draft capital team took them like my next target. Right. Cause I didn't draft any tight ends and I didn't love the guy, but again, it, it was Luke Farrell, right? They liked him, right? Jacksonville drafted him. They liked him. They took him in the fifth round, the top of the fifth round. They don't really have a tight end on that roster. They haven't for years. I- I'm fine with taking a shot on, on this on this kid, right? I'll absolutely put him on the taxi squad, see what happens on offense. Like I said, I think there's a lot of big weapons on that team. So I'm more afraid of the target share. Um, but you never know, right? You, you never know what guys. So that's why you're taking, you know, these shots on guys. And these are the projects. To me, these are my these are gonna be my taxi squad. Right? Half of my draft picks. I'm going to try to draft guys to stay on the roster to help me during the season if I can. Right. And then for me, I look at the back end of my draft and then free agency for rookies afterwards as, all right, these are the projects, right? These are the couple of projects I'm going to wait and see. Like he's going to stay on my roster. Like uh, Farrell's going to stay on my reaction squad all season because they took him at the top of the fifth. They're probably not going to cut him. They don't have tight ends. And it's just a great spot. It's a great save, and tight ends take years anyway. So, you know, that's that's the difference with some of these. The wide receivers, you know, especially, the, you know, we talked about Adams and, and Surratt. Those guys, one of them is going to get cut. So you're going to end up dropping one of them anyways because they're going to get cut, so it make it easy. But, like, if you pick up five, six free guys and three get cut, what does it really hurt you? Two make a roster, it's a bonus. Like, you knew somebody. It's all, a, you know, a gamble. Um, but well, like, that's the beauty you know, of it, right, Tom? I mean, you know, you're you're taking guesses just like a lot of these these rosters, you know, these NFL teams are. So if they hit on an NFL roster, you're you're just as happy if they you're just as happy as the NFL team is that they hit their roster. Now they're going to hit your roster as well. So I mean, we're we're certainly on the on the deeper side on on a lot of these positions, but this is. Uh, this is where you want to be looking uh, this deep into into your drafts. Um, you know, there were a lot of positions, for instance, running back. Uh, there were still, you know, for as many running backs that were taken in the draft, I take Demetric Felton, right? I take Demetric Felton because I was looking for a, uh, a receiving back, a third down back, a guy who may potentially hit the field just for, uh, just for receiving uh, opportunities alone if he if if he gets there so uh i'm that's a it's a wait and see but that was one of the reasons why i grabbed him in the first place well and the great reason the other great reason you drafted him i mean you you picked him up afterwards and when you talk about like you know rookie drafts and the running backs like this rookie running back class isn't the greatest i think it was the least i've ever seen get drafted in a rookie draft and the least viable available on free agency afterwards so for I know for me personally, when I looked at free agency, I knew there was a handful of running backs that I didn't love 
But again, I, I tried to play the game of like, all right, what can I go get when I can't? I figured half, most of the owners are going to go for every running back that's available. I'm like, I'm going to take wide receiver. I'm like, I, took, I, literally, I think I picked up four wide receivers and a tight end, right? Um, because you took him, and then right afterwards, I took, uh, you know, Cornell Powell. Like, I don't love, but again, good team, good situation. They drafted in the fifth round, you know, worth the shot. And again, that's, you know, that's four wide receivers. I bet you at least one gets cut, maybe two. So I'll make my decision. And if they stick around, great. That's, that, that, that's you know, that's awesome. I might see some, I see flashes. Um, I did actually pick up, I actually did get a running back. I got one. I got one. I got Josh Johnson from Seattle, right? Another guy, right? Seattle seems to rotate that backfield after Carson. It's like, a, who's been the backup? They've had like 12 different guys. It's been a revolving door for years. Right? I think Collins is still there too, so. Um, did he leave yet? No, Rashad Penny's still there for the last year. He, he's got, he's on his last leg for his last year. Um, but again, yeah, Johnson's the guy five nine, you know, two oh eight. He was from that Louisiana Monroe backfield, right? The, where they had basically three of the three running backs. Basically, they had the three headed monster. So you know what? Again, that's a running back you're looking at, right? You know, Bobby's talking about a PPR back on a, on a team. That absolutely could use them, um, especially, you know, if they move Kareem Hunt next year or, you know, the target share in that team. And again, a guy like Johnson, a bigger back on a team that likes to run the ball at the middle that doesn't really have a steady backup unless Rashad Penny finally pulls through. But I'm going to gamble against it. What, they get DJ Dallas, right? Like, all right, I'll take a gamble on this running back. Oh, Dallas or DJ Dallas? I don't know. It's one of the Dallases. It's, it's DJ. It's DJ. So, Tommy, one of the things that I wanted to uh, wanted to talk to you about was uh, as we were picking up guys during our research, right? We we were we were talking about guys that we liked in ambiguous positions, or uh, just guys that we liked the talent, didn't know if they were even going to land on an NFL roster, and then as the draft happened and we watched them land on those rosters, CJ Maribel, Kawan Baker, um, camp. I mean, these were, these were guys that, you know, we guessed a while ago, we're going to land on rosters. Funk, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you it's drafted them. It's a bonus. They got, I mean, three of those guys got drafted, which is a bonus, like even better. So, um, you know, those were, those were other reasons why, you know, you go out, you do your research on these guys. Shy Smith was another one out of Carolina that I ended up picking up. Um, love, the, he, love the talent. Uh, hate of the spot. Love the talent. Great pickup. So as, as you as you keep circling through different different landing spots, um, you you figure out what you're going to be doing next. And I liked a lot of these. A lot of these players, which is obviously why I picked him up. Jabril Cox was one of the few linebackers that, over time, I think has a uh, has a great future. But this is one of those future pickups, not necessarily a pickup that I am betting on to play this year. So, yes, but he, you know what? He's a guy you liked. Pre-draft, right? Is a guy you really like. You like the talent, and again, like a key thing that you know, me and you, by you know, naming off you know guys that we picked up and guys you know are worth a look, right? We've basically given you a mixed bag of situation, 
and talent, right? And there's two different things, right? We talk about like Cox, right? Talent, right? He's probably you're not you're not going to see that this year. You're going to have to wait till next year, right? Jalen Camp, I think, is in the same boat, right? You're going to have to wait a whole year. But a, you know, a guy like you know, a guy like Funk, right? A, a guy like Surratt, a guy like Adams, you're going to know that's going to shake up right now for you. You're going to see that right in your face. So those are the two things that we use when people talk about, oh, I only pick up talent. I only pick up talent. And I love talent. And I agree, talent outweighs. But situation gets, we've seen guys who aren't very good who end up because of the only one there, right? And I defend, you know, Bashad Perryman, right? I, do I think he's a great receiver? No. Do I think he's a solid receiver? Yes. I mean, look at Nelson Aguilar. I think he's similar to him, except he doesn't drop the ball. But we've seen when there's no other, when, when he gets the targets, he catches the ball. Fine. I, I want. I think Dobbs going to feed him the ball yeah. too. I think it's a. I think it's a going to be a Perryman. I ended up trading Perryman. I'd be lying to you if I said I wanted to trade him. Uh, I drafted him, dropped him, traded for him, picked him up, dropped him. Won me a title. He's he's been like in and out. But again, yeah. I mean, and that's what we're talking about. You know, with these players, and you know, we kind of do it subconsciously. But it's like that. You know, that blend of like, okay, I want a project because I love the talent. You know, which is most of our pre-draft stuff, right? And that's that's what we picked up, like that pre-draft talent that we like. You know, a guy like Cox and a guy like Camp, that was pre-draft we liked. You know, we liked after the draft. So those are guys we were picking for long term. And then you shift. Like, to certain guys we didn't love as much, but they landed in spots where I'm like, okay, well, he's worth a roster spot because he might play. Like, any guy who might play, I want. I want a guy who has a chance to play. Fine, I can take that shot right now. And if he gets cut, he gets cut. But if he plays free guy right mm. well so i want you to talk about um your favorite pickup right off right off the bat what was that what was that player that you really excited about getting off your roster i mean yes i certainly understand that this is the time of year where um there's a lot of ambiguity behind the player you don't necessarily know where they're going to be going but uh, were you excited about any of your pickups? And if so, who was it? Well, my uh, my free agent pickups. Which one was my yes. most exciting? I mean, obviously my first two. I mean, that's Camp and that's Camp and Baker with the talent. So that's like a that's like an easy you know kind of kind of layup one for me. You didn't sneak any of them in on the back end that you were excited about. Um, I you know what I actually I actually did. I think I did sneak in a, a couple that I was uh, that I was excited about on the back end. I, I took a couple of quarterbacks, right? I took a couple of sneaky quarterbacks, undrafted, and again, you know, a guy like Felipe Franks, right? Who we actually talked about a little bit, right? You like the yes, talent, did. right? Didn't get drafted, but again, you know, Atlanta signs him in a, in a in a situation where Matt Ryan's been steady, but he's getting a little bit older. Okay, well, the kid's worth a shot. You never know what happens. You know, we've seen young kids play injury and and, and whatever. And then uh, another guy who we didn't love again. I didn't love this guy, but I love the spot, right? And that's Jamie Newman, right? I, I love the pickup. He goes to the Eagles, right? And we sold on Jalen Hurts. Nope. He's a guy who runs around, and I think he could be good, but he could get hurt. And, and Joe Flacco coming in? Yeah, okay, that's that's fine. Absolutely. Like, he's a guy that I was really excited, honestly, to get, and a guy I didn't love because of the situation, right? In that situation, I mean, if, if, Hur if Jalen Hurts goes down, Right. And that team is run around the offense that he's, you know, running, which is, you know, running around, scrambling, throwing balls. 
and they bring in Joe Flacco, that's not going to work out. But a guy like Jamie Newman is a guy who runs around in college, right? Runs the option, right? Can run that system. Right? Perfect guy to go get. Perfect guy to sit, put on your taxi squad. And if an injury happens and this kid comes and play, I mean, look at, I mean, Jalen Hurd's had, you know, the draft capital last year when he came in for Wentz. But that's what I'm looking for right here. Like, that's a guy, that's a guy who I didn't expect. And then when I looked into him after the draft, he was a, one of my top targets because of that situation. And I was like, okay, this is a kid I didn't love, but he runs around similar to Jalen Hurts. I'm not scared of Joe Flacco. Perfect, right? I you think agree? that was a really good pickup. I do. I think that was a really good pickup. Um, so I'm going to tell you about a couple of IDP pickups that I had that I was really excited about. Uh, one in particular Tennessee linebacker Monty Rice. Love that pickup. We, we love Rice. I loved Rice pre draft, after draft. Great pickup. You beat me to him. Fast fingers beat me to him. 6'1, 235. He is, I, I saw some uh, post draft, uh, or actually during the draft film of Mike Rabel giving him a call during the draft itself, basically welcoming him to the team. And he goes, Get ready because I'm going to kick your ass. And it was one of those things where from one linebacker to another, I think he's going to get coached up in a way that it is, it's exciting because I think he's landing on a team that's going to be um, that, that gives him the opportunity to create tackles all over the place. There's an area of opportunity to be the guy. And I think there's, there's a level of investment there where they, they draft them with high capital three, Third round, I, I, I think I think it's a good pick all around. Bravo, because you just split the difference. You did both. You picked up the talent and situation, right? And a guy like Rice, right? Uh, all I'm going to say is what you thought you were like, Rice is nice, right? Because this kid is. So he talent, he needs coaching up. A guy like Vrabel is perfect. That's a perfect spot for him. Talented guy, you know, athletic, great numbers, but he needs a little coaching up, right? Perfect. Love that pickup. Love it. <laughs> and this is so, you know, this is why you have the taxi squad. Do I think he's going to turn up this year? Absolutely not. But do I expect him to hit the field by December? No. But that's, I, I actually, yes, I expect him to hit the field by December. And that's where, you know, part of, part of the process is did some of my guys from last year start to hit the field in, in December? Uh, and if they, if they did, I kept them on my roster. If no, I ended up, uh, ended up dropping them. Um, and I feel like Rice is going to be a guy who's playing in December. Um, and maybe even sooner. Another one who's injured right now, but went to the Patriots, uh, Cameron McGrone. Ah, uh, yeah. Talent. Good pickup. Talent. Uh, talents there. He's not going to be playing this year. Um, the Patriots are, you know, he slid on the boards, slid on a lot of boards. Um, and they picked him up in the fifth round uh, with pick 33. So he was one of those uh, consolation picks. Um, so this is going to be a wait and see pick. Um, he may not even hit my team, but I'm intrigued. But this is this is what it's all about. That's it, especially for IDP. You know, you're looking at those. Again, it's the same two things. IDP is actually a little bit more towards situation because we've seen that in the past. Like, 
you you don't have to be great as a defensive player, but you can fall into numbers sometimes because you know because of variance and ambiguity. But at this time, you know, yeah, we're looking for a little bit of both. Like I'm trying to look for talent, you know, along with you know a, a muddy situation with a chance to come in. You can find average guys in, in decent situations, and you can find later, um, which is like the next guy that I picked up, picking an IDP, and that's that's Derek Barnes, right? Or he got picked up. I like this I, pick. I, I liked it. And the same thing. He's very similar to Rice, right? Talented guy, athletic guy. I think he's like, what, 6'1", 6'2", 245. Right? On a team like the Lions, who eh, – Jamie Collins, and then who? Right? But who knows? Perfect. I'll take a young linebacker in that mess of a core that keeps never really having a linebacker besides Jamie Collins, who – Again, Jamie Collins is a perfect example. Do I think Jamie Collins is a great linebacker? No. Is he a good linebacker? Yes. Right. He's not great, but he ends up in situations, right? Under Detroit and the Patriots, where he, he sometimes he's like the most athletic guy on the team, or like the only guy there that like gets tackled. So, you know, that's a very similar guy that, you know, that I picked up um, that I, I like pretty uh, I think they're downplaying Collins a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, that has a lot to do with. Uh, double teaming. He gets double teamed a lot because of his his physical ability. Are yes. you gonna just dis- okay. no, no, I don't no, I don't disagree with that. And I'm not saying like I said, I didn't say Collins was bad, right? I didn't say he was great either. I think he's a very good linebacker, right? He always has been a very good linebacker wherever he has, right? And I think because he's athletic, because you know, because he's that, you know, outside linebacker who can just clean everything up and shoot the gap every once in a while and clean it up. Uh, again, you know, I try not to be, but I you know, linebacker for me is old school. That I want the big guy in the middle cleaning up. I like the middle inside linebacker, but new school. I understand that, right? And I don't take nothing away from him. Like he's absolutely a really, really, really good linebacker. Solid with shedding, especially with, uh, with you know, with the way a lot of linemen are coming up to him, and uh, he's very good with shed. You know, he's got a solid swim move. He's got you know. Um, What's the? It's almost like a club that he uses and pushes uh pushes Lyman off. Um, I enjoy watching Collins play, but he does get double teamed a lot. That's my own. That's yeah. No, I agree. And he's getting older. So again, you know, in big yes, he's getting right, older, right? And that's what we're talking about. Like with you know, with some of these linebackers we're picking up because it, again, pre-draft, you know, we like guys like Davis and Rice, right? And because they were athletic, right? We saw flashes. And they landed in situations where, you know, Rice went in a situation where I think, you know, he could be coached up to be a really good linebacker. And Barnes, I think, could potentially slide into a job because they've tried everyone else next to Collins and nothing's worked. That's been a rotating door that they seem to, you know, pick up. And it's worth a shot. Again, you know, Barnes could get cut. Absolutely. But is he worth a throw right here? Yep. And that's all we're saying about all these guys. Like, hey, if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking for free linebackers, you know, here's a couple of guys you could take a shot on, right? Maybe take two of them, and maybe one makes a roster and one doesn't. If you're looking for wide receivers, like, that's all you – you know, that's what you look at in the list of guys in free agency to cut down. And it's nice to know names and uh, and, and dig it deep. And some people don't. Like, some people don't – you know, we, I laugh in the draft where, you know, I made a joke about somebody's draft board, and I said, I bet you their draft board at quarterback ended at, like, Helen Mon. And then they laughed. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, again, it ended at the top tier, and some guys don't look at the bottom tier guys. 
and it, it could be a free spot for you, right? It's a free bonus, and it's the the lottery ticket is worth the thrill, right? The thrill of the research. And I know I bring it back, but it's one of my best hits ever where I liked George Kittle pre-draft, right? And I liked him after the draft, and nobody had him on their radar because I think he was like third on the tight end depth chart in that team. And I, I picked him up because off. of that. You picked him up in one league, and I had him in two other ones, and then we made a trade five minutes later. Yeah, um, yeah I pick but- him up for no reason whatsoever. I was like, I like the spot, and I like his size. Did no research on him yet. And because I pick him up, you see that I pick him up, and you're like, what is happening? You send me a trade instantly, and I go, oh, shit, I pick up on Tommy's guys. It's a decent offer. It's a free guy. I got to do the deal. And now I look back and go, son of a bitch. <laughs> but, and and you're, it's actually a great story. And, and it's a great lesson he just taught right there because back then, Bobby didn't do draft research. He didn't do pre-draft, after-draft. Like, And I laugh because he's like, I like the situation. He was like third on the team. Like they had two other tight ends. It was like, you know, like, you know, I think he went to Iowa. I can't remember where it's. It was, it was but, ambiguous at the time. But again, that's something, again, that's something for me that I've been doing for that long that when you came in and you were still newer, like you didn't know, you're like, oh, you know, all the size and this. And when I say you a trade, you're like, oh, one of those guys. I'm like, yeah. Cause again, same situation. Like I had, I liked them pre-draft. I liked them after draft. I, I liked the talent. I wanted to sit on it. And that's, what we're doing here is what I do every year. It's the same talent. And then I sprinkle in a couple of like, you know, MV, you know, muddled situations. If I say ambiguity one more time, like I'm a super smart guy who uses big words. It's not me. It's just a, it's just a cool word. It's a cool word. I'm going to find a short. It's right up there with extrapolate. I'm going to find a, I'm going to find a short word for that goddamn thing one day, one day. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you know what that 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 shows you that how long I've been doing this for. Like, and I've always done that. And people laugh. I'm like, it, it, it helps. I mean, you know, way before you know we started doing podcasts and 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 working on you know website and I'm becoming you know helping people out, and the knowledge I accumulated was stuff like that. That was like little stuff to me that I did. That honestly, I never thought it was a big deal. And then the more I noticed it, that people didn't do it. And, you know, that's the perfect situation where, like, you just clicked on a guy. And I'm like, who's this Kittles guy? I'm like, oh, rookie guy. I'm like, oh, big tight end. I knew nothing. I sent you a trade. I'm yeah, like, I, I was like, calling him Skittles you know, for Christ's sake. Skittles, yeah, excuse Skittles, nobody. I'm like, and I'm begging for this guy. Like, I almost took him in the seventh round. For me, to put him in, like, he was like my Jalen Camp. Like, he was my first wave of pick trying to get. I was like, oh, my God, why did he click this guy? You don't know who he is. Come on, what are you doing? And again, sat in the guy, talent produce, free guy, right? Do they all turn out like that? No, that's that's one. So, you know, could I go through years and find you one? Yeah, I could tell you, I probably have, I probably average one a year, right? Absolutely, one of the, one of these guys will play for my roster, right? They will, they will hit Colin Johnson, right? Colin Johnson did it for me last year, right? What is he? Am I saying you're going to get a kittle? No, but a Colin Johnson, I played him one week and he helped me because he produced. I think he had like three good weeks. And he helped me, right? A free guy helped me for one week, right? Dynasty or not dynasty, I'm taking a free guy for one week. Absolutely. There you go, right? Oh, uh, Tom, I'm going to give you a couple of, couple of stats. I'm going to give you a 6'4", 220-pound uh, wide receiver who ran a 4'4", with good hands, 
solid hands and for whatever reason goes completely undrafted in our drafts. There's a the whole name, lot of those guys. There's a there whole is. lot. Go ahead. Who's this Seven guy? Kevin Grimes goes to Philly. Nice. I like Grimes. So, you know, you were talking about guys that were um that have really good landing spots, um potentially <laughs> potentially ambiguous um or cloudy receiving muddy. cores, muddy. <laughs> um, you know, Trevin Grimes has a has a great spot. Um, you know, there's there's a lot happening in Philadelphia right now. You've got uh, a second year quarterback. You've got receivers. Uh, you know, you've got Devonta Smith over there, which I also drafted. So I currently have Devonta Smith and Trevin Grimes on this roster. Um, so this is going to be interesting, but. Um, you know, you've got you've got ball players that um will pan out and won't pan out. And Trevin Grimes, I think, you know, being that X wide receiver um in in Florida, catching balls by your buddy Trask over there. Um, you know, if it wasn't for that that pretty good tight end that was there, um, I think this guy would have made a little bit more noise. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I agree with you right there. I mean, you know, that's 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 a, that's a good, good, good point. I mean, he's definitely an under-radar guy. I mean, you know, I have him he, – he was very similar to to a guy like Jalen Camp who didn't put up numbers, right? He did it for a different reason. Camp played for – you know, he didn't throw the ball. Um, but, yeah, he played a team with the best tight end prospect we've seen in a long time. Right. And then a bunch of speedy receivers. Right. So there's only some else. Yeah. Again, perfect. Right. That's a great guy to pick up right there. It's exactly what and it's funny. That's what all these receivers we picked up were. Like, that's what they all were in, you know, either talent or, you know, an ambiguous spot. It's worth a shot right now. Right. You know, they'll, the rosters will shake out. And, you know, again, you know, I run the leagues. We, I extend the offseason rosters. I mean, our rosters are, you know, 45-man rosters in the season, and you get 60 spots in the offseason. You know, plus, you get seven taxi squad spots. So you get 60 guys. You get 15, basically, spots to play with free on the offseason and see what happens. Like These are these are perfect guys to put on that list and uh, and, and go pick up. I, I like the guy I like Rams. Like, he was – he was good, you know, and he wasn't really on the radar and he was deep, but someone signed him. So if a team signed him, you know, he, he's worth that. I mean, even a guy who got drafted who a guy who I actually picked up in one of the leagues, which is funny because I ended up picking up all these receivers after the draft, which is, you know, kind of weird because I haven't touched receiver in years. But I thought there was enough of these, these same ambiguous situations of the guys where a guy like Marquez Stevenson right there in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I took him to the sixth round. Right? People keep hyping up, oh, Gabriel, he's the next. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. And Cole Beasley is how old? Right? And John Brown left. The only other one to suck up those targets um, would be Knox, right? And I hope that happens because this is the year for Knox. But again, you know, ambiguous situation. They took him in the sixth round, right? Small school. I mean, he went to Houston, you know, six feet, 190. Again, perfect guy. Same kind of situation. Like I'm, I'm taking a guy like that. Like, like he's another really good pickup wide receiver, which is funny because we found a lot of good, you know, value in wide receiver. And I mean, just think about this: if you picked up like five of these guys, right, and one of them makes a roster, right, and people are like, oh, that sucks. Why? There's still one free guy. 
right? Yep. You're right, right? You're you're right. You know, I the, mean, there's I, no better feeling. There's no better feeling than, than because of the recent example when someone you know hits me up and goes, "God damn it, you own Colin Johnson? I was looking to pick him up after he went off after he had one good week or two owners. You owned him? I owned him since the right there, the moment free agency started. I picked him up and I had him since then, right? And Again, that uh, feeling right to there. Me every year, I've looked for a guy that you have already picked up, and it awesome. pisses me off just about every year. Yeah. Until this year, I finally yeah. did it to you once. Thank God, you did. You got crime. You got crimes. Crimes was crimes was on my list. You got you got that guy right. And it's a great. Well, I mean, it's a great feeling if it pans out, like especially you know in the mid season. And if you're down, like I tell people, hitting on a guy that nobody knows about or nobody liked is like the second best feeling to winning. Like you're like, oh, maybe I do know something. Okay, I'm like. All right, that's that's cool. I hit on that guy. For me, you know, it's it was pointed out to me years ago that I keep doing it all the time, and I was like, wow, I didn't even notice it, but I guess so. But again, this is something that I've always done with the pre-draft, after-draft, and again, talent, ambiguity. It's the same stuff I look for when I pick up guys. Like, am I picking up guys who have no chance to do anything? Probably not. But again, you can find these weird situations. And I think a lot of these guys are out there and they're worth, you know, free spots, you know, if you got them on your roster and I'll put them on a watch list, like, you know, track. That's the other thing that's great, especially with MFL, is you put a guy on a watch list and he comes up in your newsfeed, right? So now you can track the guy. And I know I've done it and I don't like it. Like sometimes it's like a deep, deep guy in your league where you just keep it on the watch list because you don't want to pick him up. You don't want to waste the roster spot. And you're like, ah, do I pick him up? Right, throw these guys on there. Maybe nobody else listens to this fun podcast about two guys rambling on about weird dudes they like at the end of your rookie draft or free agency. And you do, right? And you get an edge and you're like, I put that guy on my watch list. Nice. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick him up first because the news broke that he might start next week. And you're a week ahead of everyone else when he goes off. Like, that's what you want. You don't want to be the guy, you know, searching for the running back who is, you know, you don't want to be searching for Jake Funk in October when he's going to start a game because everyone's hurt and people are like, you own this guy? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yep. Yep. Why not hold on to him? Right. I mean, that's, that's the fun right here. Right. And then go get a corner. Right. So if you play IDP, this was, this is the time where we laughed about, you know, drafting corners because there was so many of them and I get to practice what I preach. So I was like, all right, I'll go get a corner. I'll take Caleb Farley. I'm like, all right, I'll take that. Pick one and go get one of those corners because we talked about it I don't know, a couple of times. And I tell people all the time, like, those are my favorite corners to go get. Rookie corners get picked on or the number two corner on a team. Like, that's that's what I'll look at. It's a, it's a free, easy IDP cheat. If you're new to IDP and you're like, what do I look for in a corner? I'm like, get the number two guy. Well, get a rookie. I'm like, because they're going to test them. The NFL is going to test them. They're going to throw at them. You know, they're not going to go, you know, always, always tell the same joke when people own Champ Bailey back in the day. I'm like, why? It's a great quarter. I'm like, he's not going to get thrown out. Nobody, no numbers, no numbers. Fantasy doesn't translate the same way. So um, that's why, you know, we talked about like, don't even bother really drafting these corners in your IAP league because there's 15 to 20 of them, I would take. I mean, I happen to get Caleb, but there was like pick and choose anyone I liked. Um, did you get a corner? Did you, did you snatch one of these guys up? Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I too, not only practice but listen so um i went with asante samuel (laughs) (laughs) nice 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 Uh, you know um asante samuel part two i should say (laughs) junior (laughs) um would i have liked horn or somebody else yes but 
there were other guys that I wanted ahead, uh, and I thought there were plenty of corners still available that I, I'd put more stock into um, into a higher higher category. So uh, more more of a need or more more projects that I wanted. Uh, will I be playing these guys? Of course. Um, so oh, we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, I will. I think we should probably move to uh, now that we've kind of talked about guys that we've picked up. What about guys that I'm, I'm going to before oh, you continue ahead. on that? It wasn't. Didn't you? Didn't you pick up a tight end? Did you pick up a rookie tight end? Probably. Didn't you pick up a rookie tight end? I didn't. There, didn't, there you, was, didn't you pick up? Kylan Granson mm-hmm. was one that I picked up. The kid out of uh, uh, out of Indy. Um, Thank you. Love love that pick. You want to hear? Here's a funny story about that. Is somebody asked me about him, and um, I was like, "Oh, I love him." They're like, "You do?" I'm like, "Yeah, he can't block." And they go, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, but Indy loves those guys. Like, Indy loves just that wide receiver tight end." Like, and so that's why, like, it's funny. I've actually two people ask me the same question about that, and I'm like, "No, it's a great spot. Like, a great spot for them. Like, they rotate tight ends. Who they got that Jack Doyle, my boy Cox." Oh yeah, I, I I love that. He's that's one of my favorite sneaky tight ends. Like, you know, in a in a spot where like, you know, that's a George Kittle example. Like, that's a that's a kid who's a talented receiving threat, a tight end, and they don't really have much excitement in that position, right? And you got a couple of guys who can block. Perfect. I love that pick. Love it. That's great. Oh, I I'm wish I had him over. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that was like a sneaky pickup that we did between you and I. Uh, Chaz Surratt uh, ended up going to Minnesota. Uh, he's a little buried there. Um, you know, if you remember, he was the uh, the quarterback turned linebacker out of North Carolina. Uh, you know, both you and I did like him, but he goes yeah, to Minnesota. I did like him. Yeah, I mean, he could be that bar. He could fill that bar role next to like Kendricks and stuff like that. And I think, uh, I mean, you never know. I mean, he could be a guy in, in a couple of years if they get a Kendricks contract. But Kendricks is so reliable; he's not really like. Um, uh, but he's worth a pickup. But you know who hasn't shown up uh, this year? Uh, not that one has anything to do with the other. Uh, uh, my boy uh, Danielle. Um, what was the fucking D end? Danielle something or other. What's his last name? All right. All right. All right. Before you even get to that D end, right? You didn't even mention what one of my favorite other pickups, right? And, and and this is the best part about Bobby. Like sometimes like he gets lost in the moment where he doesn't he doesn't even talk about like his own guy. He mentioned the guy, but then he picked him out of the draft. That's CJ Maribel. Mr. I Marbles himself. Him. I said that. Mr. Marbles him. himself was you said you picked him up. Why'd you pick him up? Well, let me, let me, I'll let you talk about your guy. <laughs> funky you Marbles. About, huh? It was the Funky Marbles show. Tell me. So, yeah. my buddy uh, out of uh, Coastal uh, yeah, Carolina, he, we're going to talk about CJ Maribel going to Chicago. Thank you. Hey. It is a beautiful landing spot in uh, Chicago. So, CJ Maribel going to the Bears, I think, is uh, is a great landing spot given the opportunity, uh, given what that backfield looks like, and given his body of work. But again, this is one of those, um, you know, he's a, a player who's undrafted. 
just as Grimes is. So he's he's got a uh, he's got to fight his way up through the um, up through the roster to make sure that he lands on on the team. But I think you know he's got he's got the skill set that he can stay on that roster. 5'10", 200 pounds. The man's a bowling ball. He can just run through humans. I'm looking forward to seeing him um, really. Uh, make some noise in the NFL. Um, you know he's still rough. Uh, that's why he went undrafted. But I think uh, I think the Bears grab a great uh, great running back here. Um, I loved him. I loved him before the draft, uh, just as you did uh, with uh, with Funk, and uh, and I was sticking to it. So. Marbles, marbles. Um, yeah, no, exactly, and that's why I wanted you to talk about him. Like he deserved a little bit more love than you were actually giving him. So. Good. Marble's got love. And we're going to stay on the Bears because my other really favorite pickup that, you know, that somebody picked up was on the Bears, right? And that was the that was the wide receiver in Daz Newsom, right? Again, same thing, right? I don't – that Robinson, fine. Mooney, maybe, right? After that, you know what? I never know, right? And you know what I love about this situation? That – is the third wild card factor that you can throw in when you're looking why I pick up a guy and maybe you don't hunt in prospects on teams is they took a guy named Fields who might not start, right? Who might not because they got Dalton, right? Good. Actually, for Daz's love, I kind of want that because they might build a rapport mm-hmm. because they're two back-end guys, right? And I, I that's a situation where I'm taking a shot too, right? And that's what I liked with that. I mean, we liked it. We'd like the talent. Didn't love him. Thought he was a very solid receiver out of Carolina. Um, and again, you know, Mooney showing flashes. Sure, feel, uh, you know, but that team. I don't know what direction they're going right now. Um, but signing Andy Dalton and drafting, trading up for Fields. I mean, I love the Fields pick, but yeah, that's the third reason I, I saw that could be. You know, if if Fields they do sit him for a little while, maybe you know, second team he gets his rapport with with Daz. I'm like. Ooh, Daz. Oh, just dazzle me, right? I mean, how can you not want a bedazzler? I mean, there's just, <laughs> just so many fun things to do with it. It's just, you know, I mean, it's like a bonus when sometimes you get these guys. You can be right and you can get a Daz shirt, right? I'm like, all right, this, this is great. I'm like, it's fun. But, um, yeah, so, that, I mean, that was another pickup on the Bears that we liked, um, you know, for the same reason. And that's how you're looking at it. I mean, th- those are like that – and that last example was one of the few that I haven't told many people. And one I use is like a backdoor that you can use. And there's a lot of them. Like you can find little things that help you find stuff. And that, that has helped me find, you know, maybe there's a rookie connection or maybe, you know, there's a deeper connection or maybe he played for the coach or something weird. Like you can find weird scenarios um, of that. Cause it, it actually happened in one of these drafts. Like somebody played for one of the coaches on the staff and I think they took them. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but anyways, there's a lot of weird stuff like that. You can read this stories like that, that happen uh, almost on, yeah. a, on a yearly basis. I mean, the fact that Bridgewater actually went to um, went to Denver is because he was drafted by the GM who is now the GM in Denver when he was in Minnesota. So. Yep. Yeah. And that's a little bit more high, you know, high, a uh, higher value player that you're not going to find, but perfect example, right? Those are little examples. And that's, that's a big thing that I've used. And people have asked me, you know, what formula and stats and, and analytics do I use? 
I'm a big old school eye test guy. I, I and you know we talk about logics because that's what I see. I see logical situations where, you know, I don't have to look at numbers of these free agents. Like numbers don't apply to me when I'm looking at these free agents. Like you can say, oh, the guy's not good. The guy's not bad. Um, you know, he's terrible. Blah blah blah. This I, it's a free guy. So I'm looking for a chance to play or talent, right? And I'm looking for a weird connection that could get me the lottery ticket. Right, because they're all dart throws. It's all so random. Like there's random things that happen. Like you know, yeah, you know, people can be like, "Oh yeah, I was on Robinson last year, and I like Robinson," but I was probably in like the twenty five percent of people, like in that camp. Like, okay, that's fine, but it's nice to be the guy who hits on those guys and and pays off, right? So find different ways to do it, and that's you know that's a lot of stuff that I talk about that you know Bobby's heard me ramble on about, and then Bobby's now seen about weird things like that about you know ambiguous situations, um, and a, another nasty word that we don't like is you know injuries, right? We don't oh the guy happens to get injured. I, I never use that term on players. If it happens three times, yeah, maybe you can say that. But again, that's where depth charts come around. That's where I want every rookie running back who can, who's probably going to get the number three job. I want that guy. I want that guy. Like Marbles is on the fence, three, four, but he's the same. You know, Jake Bunk going to get that three job. I want that guy because what? Two injuries away, one injury away, right? He can beat out the backup because he might be better. Well, the backup might be like a Tariq Cohen who's, you know, or like a James White who's not a true running back. So now that number two guy that you might have saw, and that's the trick with depth charts when you see that stuff and you go, oh, well, number two guy is Tariq Cohen. Yeah, but if memory goes down, he's not getting carries at the middle. Like so, so that's you know these are situations you don't need to you know run numbers. You can just look a little bit, like look at a depth chart, look at a guy, and just be like, okay, I'm going to take a shot on this guy again. They're free guys, hey, right? So, and it's fun to hit the lottery ticket, Bobby. So, yes. as we're talking about that, Daz Newsome, right? He's uh, he's five ten, one ninety. Let's talk about a couple of other Chicago wide receivers real quick. Anthony Miller, 5'11", 190. Darnell Mooney, 5'11", 172. So we're talking about three potentially similar-sized guys. Where's the difference? Where is Daz Newsom going to potentially be the different? Where, where could he be the difference between the other two? Between because the three I of them? Like, yeah. I personally like Miller and Booney. I actually have them both. I didn't get Newsom as well because I didn't want to have all three of them because then I'm eventually going to have all three of them on my roster, and you can only have so many guys. 100% agreed and understand that's a great question because that's something I completely ignore because I've already broke that down. So for me, Miller doesn't count because they don't like Miller. Right. For some strange reason, they don't like Miller. There's something we don't, they don't like him, right? Send him somewhere else because he's a good wide receiver. I I agree. They don't like him, right? And you can see that because, you know, the lack of target share, the lack of snaps, and then they bring in, they draft Mooney, right? Who basically is a similar role, right? And he he plays well in spots, right? He, He definitely plays well in spots, but then you go get, you go get Daz. So that tells me two things, right? The first thing is Anthony Miller doesn't concern me at all because they don't like him, right? Mooney is a different receiver than Daz is. Mooney's more of a slot move around guy, run around. Daz is an outside receiver, right? At that size, believe it or not, he plays outside, right? So that's where 
that's where you look at size and there's smaller, there's guys who are 5'10", 190 who play outside. Like that's not like, uh, you know, a huge stretch. It's a little bit smaller, but on the other side, he's going to get one-on-one coverage, right? So now if he gets that outside job, again, uh, Robinson right there, right? And that's the difference, right? Uh, those two other receivers you talk about are more slot move receivers where, where Daz is to me is the outside, right? He's going to be strictly outside, you know, running a lot, go routes, fly routes, some, you know, some, some cuts, uh, a couple of slants here and there and just beat the man off. And you can run the chaos up the middle with the other two. Um, and that's why it's, it's, I'm love that question. That's great. And I do like a guy like Mooney. Uh, that's why I like a guy like Mooney. A guy like Anthony Miller, you're right. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe there's something we don't see that they don't like about him. But uh, so, yeah, that's why so I will look guys like that. I'm going to tell you that too. One. Because for Teams Miller, will tell you that stuff. Because this is where you and I always like to play. You know, this is where sometimes you and I will differ. Uh, with a guy like Miller, I personally like him uh, because I've seen the flashes that he can deliver. Coincidentally, what I didn't see enough of was the play from Trubisky to get him the ball. Now he's got a different quarterback on that roster in Fields or Dalton, for Christ's sakes. Now I'm looking for a guy who could deliver the ball. He's got soft enough hands, so if he plays the right way, he already has the playbook experience. Unless they scrap the whole playbook this year, I think Miller has a shot. I 100% agree. And you you were actually right when you brought up Mooney and Miller. I think that that's the battle I see on that team. I think one of those guys wins a job with each other. I mean, Agreed. don't get me wrong. You know, Daz could be Daz could be cut, but outside, like I don't see either of those guys lining on the outside. I I really don't. Like they're just not going to. They move around. They're more valuable to move around. They're, they're quick guys with good hands. So I think that spot is is open again. Like that's where you have to sometimes look a little deeper on ambiguity because maybe. Like you said, if you look at that depth chart, you just saw two guys the similar size ahead of him. You go, well, he's not going to win the role. Well, yeah, he's not going to win the slot role, sure. But I'm like, well, am I outside, he might. I'm like, I'm like, and that's the spot I want in the Bears. I want that outside receiver more than anything else on that team, because honestly, and this is why I don't love Mooney as much as people do. Um, and I love the talent, but I don't love the situation and the target share. I think he's going to receive, but the fact that Tariq Cohen is going to be there if he's healthy and get targets out of the backfield, and Cole Komen is there getting targets in the seam. And then you're telling me a slot guy is going to take targets in the same kind of general area. That's not a target share I'm chasing on a dart throw. I'd rather chase the outside other receiver on Robinson, and maybe he, you know, I do I think he's going to be great? Do I think? No. But, again, that's worth a shot on that team where I see mm-hmm. that's what I see on that team with the targets up the middle. That's why I don't like – you know, Mooney or really Miller on that team, because I'd never, I think they're up and down. I think you're going to see big, you know, good games, bad games, but you're right. They're both talented. If they got volume. Yeah. If they, if one of those guys was going to get a hundred targets, absolutely won't. But I highly doubt one of those guys getting a hundred targets. And I this is, see it. we commit there. And this is why people will eventually realize and start telling more of their friends why they need to continue to listen to Dynasty Lodges, because we are going to be talking to you about players like Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller, and Daz Newsome, and those types of battles that are relevant for your Dynasty rosters. Tommy, this is why I love doing this show with you, brother. And I think, honestly, we've hit that time. 
yeah, that was perfect. That was good. We did our we did our thing, and you know, we hope uh, everyone enjoyed and you know gave you some useful names, and hopefully. I'm hoping at least like five of those guys hit and we'll be good to go. And then you'll be the guy in the league and do a dance. And, you know, maybe we can, I, you know what? I might come up with a new league award right? for the guy who picks up a free agent who hits on a free agent rookie. It's a good idea. It's a league good idea right there. What are you going to just give it to yourself? Until next time. Well, I, you know what? We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll vote on it, right? All right. All right. We'll, we'll vote on it, right? And here's my, here's my, here's my commissioner tidbit for the episode. Always, always have every league owner like communicate and vote or acknowledge on any rule change you're gonna make before you do them. Right? Whether you're being nice to one guy or ten, just remember this tip. But I tell this people when they ask commissioner questions, my owners run the league. I don't. I'm the guy who sits there, and you come to me if there's a problem. And when there's a rule, I don't enforce it. I don't search it. Owners tell me if there's a violation. That's the league you want. Those are the leagues you want to run as a commissioner. That's why I'm able to run multiple dynasty leagues because the owners I've had and the way I run the leagues and I let the owners do all that stuff. They have suggestions. They bring them to me. I, I bring them to the league. Right? I just, you know, run the stuff behind the scenes. But, you know, as a commissioner, don't take control. Let the league take control, right? It's a, it'll save you the aggravation and the frustration and, you know, you'll be happier. All right, and it's not, it, you know, you know, it's a no-win job either way. But you know what? I d- I do it so the leagues run, and I do it because I can make the leagues happy and make them competitive, and it, it's it's great, right? And so, but you remember, right? Whatever you're doing this uh, off season, right? You gotta go get the funk. <laughs>